0: to your, um, networks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, get one of your hats? Okay. I'll have to look at your hats. Welcome, 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 everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my... Four times a week, live broadcast where I teach pop culture and celebrity news using. uh, Oh, sorry, you or I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I was so excited about the stars I couldn't take it. <laughs> um, I'm the host of the show, Natalie Pierre Lewis, and I'm also the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a firm. What that means entrepreneurs like yourself. Um, get their business paperwork done. If you need help with things like protecting your brand, if you need contracts, if you need to register your business with the state, if you need EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, um, operating agreements, um, uh, an employee hiring manual. Girl, I help my qualified to help you. Um, I've been one for over 13 years. I have started multiple businesses for myself, both online and off myself and others. I've had, um, not just myself, other people make careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, law, education, and ho- hospitality and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everybody. as possible. None of us has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of people have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to make it in business, there are some things that you're going to need to know. There's no way around it. Now, um, if you would like to see how we can work together to get your business off the ground for 2020, ladies and gentlemen, I've still got a few slots open till December 15th. After December 15th, I will no longer be taking um, one-on-one coaching sessions for 2019. I will start again in 2020, but at that point, prices will go up. So if you want to work, you better book your, your appointment now. As well, for those of you who want some kind of hands-on, you just kind of like, you know, give me a little bit of guidance, I don't need necessarily one-on-one, I have my uh, Boss Up Business Bundle. My Boss Up Business Bundle is three video tutorials. 2 ebooks and three worksheets showing you how to get your EIN number, your DUNS number, and to complete a single-member LLC operating agreement. Um, that is on sale for 119 right now, okay? Um, also, for those of you who have businesses, if you would like to advertise on the show, I do sell uh, spots starting at... Third, Three dollars uh, for thirty seconds, or you can sponsor for ten dollars. Um, you can book an advertising spot Use, using the link in my bio. Everything that you want to access me on, like my eBooks, my digital products, my one-on-one sessions. Um, Hi, Az, the winner. Um, you can go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio. It is, and I'm going to put it right here in Facebook. Hey, uh, come on Facebook. Don't do this to me. Whatever. Okay. Facebook's being choppy, but that's okay. Boo, and we're running a couple of minutes behind. So we are going to get started, ladies and gentlemen. The way the show works is this is a dialogue. I'm not talking at you. We are having a conversation. So I'm going to ask you guys questions. I'm going to need you to put some answers in the boxes. I'm going to ask for your opinions. Um, and, you know, we might actually we might bring somebody on about this, um, either this Penn State or this house case, okay? But we are going to get started. Uh, if you uh, if i do bring someone on there you're going to have to answer a question right before you come on okay <laughs> all right so the first que- uh, story that we are talking about today ladies and gentlemen has to do with the title if you Hi, shop best on the yard hello guys i um, say hello to my friend shop best on the yard she is having an amazing sale now for those of y'all who are shopping for christmas um go check out go go check out her instagram page all right you won't be sorry Um, I actually just purchased, uh, two of her custom products for, um, two people and, uh, yeah. So go check her out. (laughs) I can't wait to get them. Uh, yes. Okay. So here we're starting breakfast burrito. If you saw my stories today in Instagram or Facebook, I posted, um, a picture of a breakfast burrito and I said, Someone tried to trademark the um, the term breakfast burrito. And that is exactly what has happened. Someone has tried, if if you like breakfast burritos, give me a B in the comments. I myself happen to love a breakfast burrito. Where my job is at, there's a place called District Taco, and they have amazing breakfast burritos, okay? So if you like breakfast burritos, give me a B in the comments. There is a man in L.A., his name is Anthony Madrano. Thank you for the Bevon chic, and he has tried to trademark. You don't like breakfast burritos, Busy Peach? Oh my God, you are missing out, girl. They are delicious. Um, but yes, there is a man in LA named Anthony Med- trademark. Thank you, Don. Breakfast in class. Hi, Tony. I mean by class? when you are filing a trademark, you have to say specifically what industry your trademark is in, right? And they are, those are called classes, the, the, the the different industries. And this, one of the classes is class 30, which is basically food. So someone has tried to trademark the name of a food in the food industry. Do you guys think that that is appropriate? Busy Peach said, I'm convinced these trademark attempts are publicity seekers. Sometimes maybe they have money to waste. Who knows? I don't know. Or maybe they just didn't do the research and thought they could. But do you think that, thank you, Von Sheik said no. Someone is trying to trademark a food item in the food industry. That would be like trying to trademark the word comb if you are a hairdresser. So this man Anthony Madrano who's trying to trademark breakfast burrito. One, I don't think um, that he knew the um, what it meant to trademark. I don't think he had an idea of what it, how you're supposed to trademark, or maybe he didn't. He just wanted to see if he could get away with it. But his New Haitian is going to have a hard time trademarking that. Remember, LeBron James tried to been trying. Excuse me. He was trying to trademark it for um, a podcast, but there was already a trademark for that. But even even so, Taco Tuesday, even though someone does have a trademark for Taco Tuesday, Taco has evolved so much that it has become generic. There is no way that you can really trademark it, especially not in the food industry. And the same thing with breakfast burrito. Um... You can find a breakfast burrito, like, I could throw a stone and get a breakfast burrito. So, uh, this person, you know, I, I'll, I tried to do some research. I found the, um, the application that he submitted. There's not really a whole lot of information. He literally submitted the application November 30, so not even like, you know, a week ago. Uh, this person submitted this application. So I I would like to see this story unfold some more and see what happens with the guy who tried to trademark breakfast burrito. So guys, what industries do you think that he could trademark breakfast burrito in that wouldn't be so... um For lack of a better word, wrong. What, like, Where would you think that you could have the trademark breakfast burrito, but that would be accepted? Because remember, you can't trademark for generic terms in your industry. If I sell apples, I can't trademark the word apple. If I sell, um, you know, like I said, hair, I can't trademark the word comb. So if this guy's trying to trademark breakfast burrito, what do you think would be appropriate categories, industries, something that he could trademark it? Mm, 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 mm. What do you think? Because we've got several different industries. Even in this room, let's see, we've got Busy Peach who makes crochet hats. Busy Peach, if you were going to trademark the term breakfast burrito, what would it be for? I want to hear your ideas and anybody else can feel free to pop in. If you were going to trademark the word breakfast burrito, what would it represent? <laughs> Busy Peach says she's going to trademark Peach. <laughs> but look, you, Busy Peach, you make crochet hats, right? You don't sell peaches. You make crochet hats. Peaches are not automatically um associated with crochet hats. So maybe we have, you know, peach brand crochet hats. That's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Busy Peach said she would have a breakfast burrito inspired sleeping bag. So a bre- breakfast burrito outdoor gear. I actually think that is pretty cool because when you get in a sleeping bag, you do kind of feel like a burrito, right? Um, so we got a breakfast burrito sleeping bag. Do we have any other ideas out here? New Haitian, if you had to trademark the word breakfast burrito, what would be the product that you are trademarking breakfast burrito? What would you be selling? I want to know what you guys would be selling. Who else is in here? Just put your answers in, in, um, in the comments. (laughs) Busy Peach said, don't get us started. Um, Alex Adon said he could make a B folder and name it breakfast B what do you mean a B folder? What? <laughs> New Haitian said a pre roll blunt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Alec, Alec the Don, I need you to explain what a B folder is. All right. These are some, these are some good ideas, guys. Y'all might want to look into this, you know. All right. Hi, Axa, I think that's pronounced. All right. So, you know, we've, we've done our speculations here. I, I think, I actually think some of y'all have some good ideas for these breakfast burritos. Y'all might want to get out here and get on it. Okay. Make sure you do your trademark mark searches first at least on the USPTO website, hi, Cynthia39, New Haitian said I wake and bake every morning, hey, it is a growing industry, you better get in on it while it's hot, um, you told us to use beef, for bur- oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, oh, yeah, because I said who, who, um, who likes burritos, I'm sorry, sometimes this thing goes to, goes fast, and, you know, I get lost in my own thoughts, but, all right, so we're done with breakfast burritos. If you guys have any more ideas of what you would trademark breakfast burritos for, drop them in the comments, but we are going to move on to the next story. Um, next story, Alex said, oh, you, a burrito folder. Okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. I
1: like that. Okay. All right, Alex I like
0: that. Okay. Because <laughs> burritos are hard to fold. <laughs> All right, next um, case that we are talking about. Do we have anybody in the audience today who ever who has ever attended Penn State? Do we have any Penn State alums in the house? If you have attended Penn State, if you know what Penn State is, give me a P in the comments. Um, yes, Busy Peach said you need to get on that, Alec. Uh, but do we have anybody here who knows what Penn State is? I actually had a cousin, for those who don't, I had a cousin, uh, Penn State is a very prestigious university, one of my cousins graduated from there, hi Jeff, um, Alec the Don's wife is a Penn State alum, well, you may want to tell your wife that somebody is trying to try her alma mater, thank you for the peace, sincere 39, um, so one of the things new Haitian, oh, come on, man, (laughs) I'm not reading that. (laughs) All right. So Penn State is a university. They have, um, they're known for sports. Um, One of my cousins graduated from from there. Um, Their mascot is called the Nittany Lion. Um, If you follow college sports, I'm sure you know what that logo is, okay? Penn State's um, logo, they've had it since, uh, the Lion logo since 1904, um they have had the penn state uh trademark for 40 years um and one of the things that they do <laughs> new Haitian said that's what they're famous for now well we are going to talk about positive things on this show hi Kabinab dergazak how you doing um yes so penn state one of one we know that sports are a great way of generating revenue for um for for universities right so penn state of it's okay it's cool Penn State you know they have a, a Division one sports team they are you know broadcast over the television, and one of the ways that they make money is that people who actually want to go to the physical games um, <clears throat> okay <laughs> people who actually want to go to the games they can um if they if they're traveling from far and they're coming in an r v Penn State sells parking passes and you can park in the Penn State RV parking lot. So that is a way that they generate revenue. and of course they use their logos, the Penn State you know name all that stuff okay Cynthia 39 agrees with you New Haitian. All right, here's where the problem comes in. There is a company in Pennsylvania um, named Keystone Alternatives of Red Lion. And the whole purpose of this business is that they rent RVs to people who want to attend Penn State University sports games. All right. Um, so Penn's, um, now here's the thing. I went to their website and they show you pictures of all of the RVs that you can rent. Here's the problem. In these photos, there is Penn State merchandise everywhere. It says Penn State, they have the lion, all this stuff. Not only that, in their voicemail, it says that they are a way to get around the rules and regulations of Penn State University. So Penn State, as they should, they are suing this RV rental company for trademark infringement because you put because he they put their paraphernalia, they put their logo in their pictures, and when you do that, it makes it seem like Penn State is endorsing your business, which they are not. You are actually a competitor of Penn State because you're in the same business. Keystone alternatives not only do they rent RVs that you can take to the game. They have their own lot where you can park the RV, and then they have a free shuttle that will take you from the RV lot to the Penn State game. So that is in direct conflict with Penn State's, um, you know, money-making venture of selling parking spaces in their RV lot. You are a person who is directly taking their logo as a university, a, a... at least nationwide, if not worldwide, symbol, and putting it in your commercials. Nobody else like would hear, would know about you if they're not necessarily a Penn State fan. And if you're putting Penn State's logo on your stuff, a Penn State fan might think, oh, they're affiliated with Penn State logo. Not only that, when you go to their website, their color scheme is very similar to Penn State. So now, Penn State wants $100,000, and they want um, the court to make Keystone Alternatives stop using um, Penn State paraphernalia in their photos, and they want our um, Keystone Alternatives to surrender all the Penn State paraphernalia, anything they have with Penn State merch on it, to give it to Penn State. So, um... Yes. So my question to you, ladies and gentlemen, is where do you think that, uh, Keystone alternatives went wrong? Was it the voicemail? Was it the photos? Was it the fact like you're, you're in di- like they sp- like, listen, the business is literally just in Pennsylvania. The whole purpose of their business is to rent RVs to Penn State games. Um, Busy Peach said, if they bought the Mercy, they shouldn't have to return, correct? Oh, the merchandise? Um, yeah, if they bought it, okay, if they bought it, so let me explain to you, so when I looked at the pictures, it would be an RV, and, like, the RVs, they're, like, decked out, they have, like, kitchens and everything, so on, on like, the stove park, there would be a Penn State towel, or on a counter, there would be cups with the Penn State lion on it, or, um, you know, there was a Penn State sticker in the window, uh, sincere 39 says, easy win for Penn State, everything was wrong, um, busy peach said they should not have the merch in their advertising, absolutely, anything with Penn State on it should not be used, thank you, or mention, yes, you guys are getting it, you can't, that's like me, Okay. So a lot of you out here do crafts, right? If you are selling your crafts and you are putting the Louis Vuitton label on your crafts, if you are selling crafts and you are putting the Coco Chanel label on your crafts, that is the same thing that this uh, van company is doing. Um, since you're thirty nine, they would have to be licensed to sell, right, or a reseller or something. So they're not selling the merchandise since thirty nine. They are a legitimate business. They rent out RVs. The thing is, their RVs are specifically for people who want to attend Penn State games. So probably as a marketing pl- technique, they do put Penn State logos all over the place. Um, right. Um, now, if 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 your market is Penn State fans. Great, but maybe instead of decking out your commercial RVs with Penn State merch, maybe as a free gift, you give your clients Penn State merch, right? Because at that point, you're not using it to advertise, you're just saying, well, we know you're a fan, you've already rented the van, here's some free merch, That's what I think they should have done. That would have been a better route. Because if I rent the RV and then you give me a towel, a sticker and some cups, you know, I can still rep and not violate and you not violate trademark laws. So do you think that $100,000 is enough to ask for from Penn State? Or do you think they are lowballing this? Do you think they should ask for more money, less money? Do you think this company even has the money? Because they have a very small market. They only rent RVs to attend Penn State home games. What do you guys think about this asking for $100,000? <clears throat> oh, is, is, is um Alec the Don here? Ha- Alec... Um, the Don said, how is that different from entertainers wearing LV in a video? They are selling their skills and not the LV. Um, so Alec the Don, if they have purchased that material, they're not... It's not like they're putting it on and saying, hey, go buy Louis Vuitton. They're just having the logo on there. It's a status symbol. There's a difference between promoting something and just wearing it. If this van company their whole market is Penn State fans, so the draw is Penn State merchandise, whereas if I buy myself a Louis Vuitton sweater, because I like Louis Vuitton, there's there um when you buy a genuine item, there are certain trademark rights that are cut off. If I buy a Louis Vuitton bag, and I buy it from the store, and I want to cut that thing up and make it into a hat and wear it on my head, I can do that because I bought it fair and square. I can wear that bag wherever I want, because I... Paid for it fair and square. However, if I am then using that bag to promote my knockoff items in my Etsy store, then I am wrong. Okay. Since C39 said that's free advertisement, Busy Peach said a hundred thousand would probably hurt that business pretty bad. It probably would, and she also said punishment should be commensurate with the size of the business. That's mm, see, that's the thing. I don't think that's fair. If I'm a business that generates $10 million and you are a company that generates $100,000, right? And then because you're using my logo, let's say you generate $3 million. Should I do it based on your average as a business or what my mark is worth? Remember, trademarks are worth a lot of money. Tiffany's got an extra 2.5 billion dollars from LVMH to purchase their brand. Busy Peach said it has to hurt, so they won't do it again. Um, yeah, so we're um, I'm I'm 99.999999% sure that uh, Keystone Alternatives is going to be found in the wrong. We will have to wait and see how much of an award that uh, Penn State gets if keystone is even able to award to, to give them anything um but yeah so if you are in a very niche market you need to be very careful about treading on people's marks um alec don said so it's having your bus wrapped in penn state images sold so is having your bus wrapped in penn state images sold in the marketplace the image gives the status right if I, so listen I live in the DMV. People love the Redskins here. They're always waving around flags, shirts, all that stuff, right? Whatever. You're a fan. However, if I am now, um, saying come rent my Redskins wrapped RV, you know, so you can go to the Redskins game in style, I am not affiliated with the Redskins organization. So therefore I cannot use this branded wrapping to then advertise my business. Yes, Boo Redskins. <laughs> um, yes, uh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to say Boo Redskins. As y'all know, I am, <laughs> I am a staunch Patriots fan. Tom Brady's my quarterback. I don't care what y'all got to say about it. We win, so anyway. <laughs> but yes, so it, it's all about how you do it. If you just bought it and you just want to wear, like, if you just, if you bought a genuine item and you just want to stunt, you can stunt all you want. But if you bought a genuine item and you're trying to use it to make business, that is where you are wrong. Um, Busy Peach says, don't you have a limited license to display what you wear? It's not for monetary gain. Yeah, it is a limited license. So I can wear, if I buy a Versace, a Versace sweater, I can wear a Versace sweater, you know, because I bought it, but if I'm wearing a Versace sweater and I'm saying, you know, come shop, um, I don't know, VersaceDreams.com, uh, that's, that's a different thing, okay? Um, we don't boo the Patriots here, thank you. This is Patriots country. (laughs) Yes. Um, so we will wait and see what happens with Penn State and Keystone Alternatives, but I'm pretty sure that Keystone Alternatives is going to have to lose. Thank you guys for all the participation. All you Patriots haters out here, win a game. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You guys know I love you. Um. All right, so we're going to take a little break here before we go into the last story. I want to remind you guys that my Boss Up Business Bundle is on sale right now. Um, Learn how to get an EIN number, DUNS number, and fill out a single-member LLC operating agreement, hi so wrap 21. Also, make sure, hail to the Redskins. Hey, you know, I'm not not going to trash nobody's team, but I am going to say that the Patriots are the best, all right? Um, As well, make sure that you book your final one-on-one sessions for 2019 by December 15th. Um, and book your free 15 minute, um, consultations to see how we can work together and get your business on track for 2020. You can do all that at the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay. All right. So we are moving on to the last story. Um, all right. And I think I'm actually going to call someone, I'm going to have someone come on live with me and um, talk about this. So if anybody is interested in coming on the screen with me, give me a one in the comments because I'm going to ask you a question. Um, And you'll have to answer the question correctly and the first person to answer correctly um, we'll be able to come on live and talk about this story, okay? So if you're interested in coming on the live, give me a one in the comments. Um, but we are going to start on this story right now. Oh, Busy Peach is interested. Hey, girl. All right. Anybody else? Uh, we got four people in here. Okay. I'm gonna give y'all a couple more seconds. Yes, right now. Right now. This is live. Um... Uh, yes, they can be at the dawn. All right. So I, yes, since it's 39 today. So I've only got one, one, uh, I only have one number one from Busy Peach. So we're going to bypass the question and we're going to bring Busy Peach on. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you need a haircut. Okay. All right. He wants to look smooth online. All right. So Busy Peach, can I join you into, um, the live? Is that okay? Can I send, can I, um, send you a request? Um, uh, if so, give me a thumbs up because I think this will be interesting um, we and this is this is a story about uh, haunted houses, okay, busy peach we're adding busy peach guys I'm excited uh. Hello, Hi. Busy Peach. How are you? Gorgeous. Hey, I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to show your beautiful face to Facebook. Hey, Facebook. This is Busy Peach. Hey. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Busy Peach. Thank you for being brave and coming on here. Um, yes. Busy Peach, do you like haunted houses? No. Okay. <laughs> well, have you ever heard of Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh,
1: yes.
0: Have you ever heard of Nightmare on Nine? Yes. No. Okay. So here's, so here's what happened. Um, in this great state of Washington on the West Coast, um, there are two companies that are at odds with each other. One is called Thomas Family Farm. Uh, the other is called Seattle Haunts. Um, and they are fighting over the trademark of a term, uh, Nightmare on Nine. This phrase refers to Washington State Route Nine. Okay. Got okay. that so far? All right. Now, Thomas Family Farm and Seattle Haunts—they um, did a joint venture and they did a haunted house. Have you have you been to a haunted house before? I have, yes. Right. They're usually out on some farm. You got bales of hay. Yeah. What, like, what are some other right. things that you've seen at haunted houses? Children of the corn vibe. Right. Going on, all
1: kinds of craziness.
0: Yes. Right. So they did the haunted house in 2018, and then they kind of like you know things fizzled out and they parted ways. Here's the problem. Both of them are trying to trademark this phrase, Nightmare on Nine, which was the name of their haunted house. So, the farm, Thomas Family Farm, their argument is that they said that they come, came up with the idea for the phrase, Nightmare on Nine, and they also paid for a designer for the logo. I actually posted the logo in my stories. They said that Seattle Haunts only provided labor and then was later hired as a contractor. Um, Thomas Family Farms also says that they filed a state trademark with the state of Washington. So guys, okay. you, there um there is more than federal tra- trademarks, there are also state trademarks because maybe you don't want to do anything outside your state, okay? So okay. Thomas Family Farms says, hey, we filed a state trademark and we were the one who designed this and we paid the person who designed this logo, right? <laughs> Alright, now, Here's what Seattle Haunts is saying. Seattle Haunts, yes. first of all, they said that they have a copyright for the phrase Nightmare on Nine. They obtained it in 2019. Um, and they are saying that the owner of their company actually created the name Nightmare on Nine. And they hired the designer who created the logo. So sure. now.
1: So they're, they're, they are both saying that they hired the designer.
0: Exactly. So both of them are both of them are claiming that they came up with the phrase, and both of them are claiming that they paid the designer. Yeah,
1: that's right. going to be at the fighting
0: court, I believe. Right. So now they're in court. They're fighting it. Thomas Family Farms says they filed a trade a, a state trademark. Um, what's their name? Right. Seattle Haunts has a federal copyright. So basically, this is the battle of intellectual properties because. Is a copyright stronger than a trademark? Is a state trade?
1: Tra- what was the trademark?
0: Found? Um, so Thomas Family Farm says that they f- they registered the trademark with Washington State last year. The in trademark, yes, and Seattle Haunts is saying they got the copyright in twenty nineteen.
1: Oh, right, yeah. it's, right. So right. is it a, is it a matter of timing? Is, a, is it a matter of? Uh, the licensing uh, entity or the approving entity. That is interesting.
0: Right. So so th- there's kind of this battle going on. They're going to have to prove who did this, who right. came up with the name, who paid for the designer, who did the logo. So what do you think is going, they're going to have to come up with to decide who actually came up with this? True
1: receipts. <laughs> so what was, not, the, not, not just the figurative receipts, uh, so hard copies of who paid. Uh, if, if they're contracts, I think the whole business uh the whole business uh, arrangement is gonna be called into question, right? Because if the uh the second one, I'm sorry, I don't recall the name, was a contractor of the first, you know
0: Well that's that's what that's what the plaintiff Thomas Family Farms is claiming. They're claiming, mm-hmm. look, you know, we did right. this We did this haunted house with Seattle Haunts, but Seattle Haunts was just the hired help. They didn't do any of the actual intellectual work. That's Thomas Family yeah. Farms' argument. And yeah. Seattle Haunts is basically saying this was a joint venture. We came in on this together, but we were the ones who developed Nightmare on Nine. So
1: unless we have a written agreement that says it's a joint venture... If everything that they have on paper and that Thomas Family Farms can prove is written, I think the second one's going to have a hard time making their case. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, now, I'm not an attorney, and I don't know the case law on this, you know, so I'm just assuming. I'm, I'm thinking from the standpoint of what would my argument be, and my argument would be if I have written documentation, if I have proof of the relationship, I would feel like I had a stronger case.
0: Okay. So what, like, I mean, it's, it seems very strange that these two entities are basically, they have the same story for each side. There should be some type of paperwork, right? But we have to let them come up with all that and present it to the court. Meanwhile, the court has some options that they can come up with in terms of the final um, decision. They could, mm-hmm. they could um, you know, decide in favor of, of one of the sides, either Thomas Family Farms or Seattle haunts based on the evidence prevented, or they could say that they both own the trademark or or the copyright, because maybe it was a joint venture. Sometimes it's hard to see where one person's idea ends and another person's begins. So they might, so they might have to have, you know, they might say, well, you both kind of own this and we're just going to put some limitations on how you can use this trademark. Um, Right. Alec the Don put a comment. He said, "I had a similar situation with a client, and both sides raced to get material and logos, etc., developed so they could relaunch and reconnect to past patrons." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like developing a brand. There's a lot of money and time and hard work that goes into it, and that's right. why people fight so hard for it. Can you imagine if somebody was up here trying to sell your Busy Peach uh, crochet hats? Oh
1: yeah,
0: right. Okay. <laughs> Somebody that, you know, maybe you guys did like you, I don't know, somebody does mittens and you do do hats and then you came up with a name and then they are like, well, I did all this. She didn't do anything. She was just the hired hat. Anybody would be upset. set. So the court, they might say, well, both of you have rights to this. So we're just going to limit on how you can use this. Or they might say, you know what? Um, Neither one of you has the right to this trademark because maybe, uh, maybe they made it too generic. I don't know if nightmare on nine is a common phrase in that industry, Sometimes you, right. even if something isn't widely known worldwide or nationwide, if it's known within your community, in your industry, it can be considered generic. Um, yeah. yeah. So what do we think should happen with Thomas Family Farms and Seattle Haunts? What do you think would be an amicable way for this to work out for them?
1: Oh, gosh, um... That's, that's, that's an, inter- <laughs> that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because if it has a strong name and a, and a strong, I mean, it's local nightmare on the nine, um.
0: So I don't have to think about that. Okay. And that's fine because there, there's not a final answer. This thing is still in litigation. The judges yes, haven't not. even decided. I personally think that um, the court, depending on the evidence that comes out, that the court should award both of them rights to this, uh, <laughs> should award them both rights to this trademark because it's, it's very obvious that they did work with each other. Seattle Haunts does haunted houses. They used uh, high STL stylings. So, you know, th- Thomas Farms could could use it maybe in a different way. Maybe they can come out with, I don't know, Nightmare on 9, whatever whatever food they make, make a special so Halloween. Guess,
1: so my question, though, okay, so so the second company is a vendor. They, they don't, ask, so they, I was trying to think of how, you know, how can they share the branding that's not going to lead to client confusion?
0: Yeah, because the, so Seattle Haunts. They, I'm, 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 I'm not totally familiar with their operation, but they do like the attractions at the the haunted house. And Thomas Family Farms is the actual place where the haunted house is taking place. Alec Don said courts oh, okay. ordered forensic accounting reviews and forensic electronic reviews. Still couldn't prove who was telling the truth. Wow, wow. So maybe they'll have to do that with this too. Hiyo Stee's ninety two. Um, so maybe yeah, maybe I'm there sure will I'm be sure. some forensic investigation and they'll go in their files to see what happened
1: so is there a world in which neither could use the name and they would both be forced to rebrand if they can't come to an
0: agreement. Well, they might still be able to use it if neither has the right to it and it's not a claimed trademark, they could still use it. They just wouldn't be able to have that little R in the corner with the circle and say it's a registered right. trademark. Registered. It would basically just be a phrase. It's like using Taco Tuesday. You can't register Taco Tuesday anymore. It's it's too common.
1: Right. That's true. right.
0: Okay yeah so we're gonna wait and see what happens i i'm gonna try and keep up with uh what goes on with this case but sometimes these, these can drag on for a while so i can't promise when it will come up but if it does it absolutely um i will absolutely tell you guys about it thank you so much busy peach for um giving us your lovely commentary it's
1: been wonderful this is fun i enjoy it. so yeah i'm
0: glad You're you right. do bye. <laughs> bye. all right bye, bye. All right. Yes, I love that. I need, guys, you need to remind me to do that more often. I love talking to you guys. All right. So we're going to wait and see what happens with Nightmare on 9 between this farm and this haunted house company. Will they both get it? Will none of them get it? Will one of them get it? We'll have to wait and see. But, um, wow, we are way over time. Um, high fit airman 71. But you know what? We're just going to run with it. Um, If you have any questions about the stories that we talked about today, about the guy trying to trademark breakfast burrito, about Penn State and the RV company trying to poach their business, or about this haunted house debacle, let me know what your questions are. Or if you have questions about business formation, um, you know, the foundations of starting your business, that's what I'm here for too. We've got three minutes and then I'm going to get off because we are running into 47 minutes and I had said these daily shows were only going to be 30 <laughs> I love these conversations. We just get so deep into it. I don't even see the time passing. Any questions? Any questions? Um yes. Also um remember to um set up your free 15-minute consultations. Um is Shop Best on the yard still in here? If you're still in here, please wave. Um as well. Yes, one-on-one coaching sessions end December 15th for 2019. When they start in 2020, the price will be going up. So book your session now. Uh, yes, I... Can I talk about the crafters and logos one night? Um, Busy Peach, I don't know if you're in any Facebook groups, um, but I, I'm a member of... On Facebook, there is a group called Crafty Black Girls, and I actually did a special broadcast for them on trademark basics for crafters. So you may, you may want to check that out. Look in there, look in their archive videos. I have a video in there, but it's like my very, very first one. Cause you know, I broadcast in there every day. Yes. Um, all right. So I don't think we have any questions about what's going on. And that's cool. Um, I know y'all got lives to get to. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, shoot. Sorry, already Thursday. ah, ah. Ah. All right, um, we'll be back on Thursday, 8 p.m., talking about more stories. Remember, you can always submit stories to me that I will talk about. I would love to take your suggestions, Um, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Uh, Let me turn off this um, podcast because yesterday I left it running for like five minutes after this thing was over.